Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. On this episode of Big Boys Don't Cry, we discuss the film The Night Before Christmas. That's night with a K. You don't have to have seen the film to enjoy the podcast, but if you do proceed and listen without having seen it, just be aware that the plot of the film will be spoiled for you. Enjoy. There ought to be a law, get the sheriff on the phone. Lord have mercy, how she even get them bitches on? That honky-tonk, but don't get gone. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Can you I, see my Christmas tree? I can see your Christmas tree. That is what do you an think? excellent Christmas tree. Oh, thank you very much. I put loads of time into decorating it. You grew it I yourself. I, I grew it myself, yep. I, cut it, I chopped it down with an axe. The, the the shiny, spiky fruit. The bauble. The bauble fruit. Oh, piss off, cat. The cat's just come up to look at me and stand on me. Go away. Stand on you. Yeah, she's just standing on my leg. Darling, she's been... darling, stand on me. <laughs> Oh, stand on me. She's been asleep for ages, and then clearly as soon as she heard me doing something important, she decided now was the time to come and disrupt my life. Now, as a a non-cat owner, but as a baby owner, do cats sleep through the night? Yeah, well, she pretty much sleeps all the time. Cats cats sleep something like 18 hours of a day, something like that. Jesus. (laughs) Yeah, it's a good life. Lazy Um, assholes. so, So they are kind of nocturnal but they generally just kind of get up and shuffle about a bit and be a pain in the ass and whenever they want to annoy you they want. Yeah, exactly whenever they want um so now she's just standing here meowing at me i don't know if you can hear me the meows no can't hear no. that no okay, is that not good. just well I, you have you've turned your camera off so it could just be you going yeah, that that's i i don't actually own a cat all of the photos i've taken of her are photoshopped <laughs> yeah just it's just images of other people's cats oh. you might say that you're a catfish <laughs> exactly um she catfish. has now gone back to the computer chair which is where she now likes to sit and is looking at me rather grumpily and i imagine does she use probably, the computer she does she's she's constantly playing minecraft would you believe it yeah and then shit posting <laughs> just, just just all the baby yoda memes all of them come from her yeah. Have, you, have you seen Baby Yoda? I have seen Baby Yoda. This is from a show that's available in America but not available here, as if it's 1992. Yes, yeah. Um, but of course, most people who want to see it in this country have seen it in some way, shape or form. I wonder how. Um, I would I know. never know how to do that. I do not. I, I have no idea how anybody could watch uh, The Mandalorian. Some if, kind of dark magic. Yeah, I, I, it's really mind boggling. Um, but yes, Baby Yoda is obscenely cute and wonderful. No, I, I've seen all the memes. It looks very cool. So, what, The Mandalorian is a Star Wars show? It is a Star Wars show, yes. Um, it is basically a space western slash samurai show. So, you know how all of the cowboy shows and movies stole all of their tropes from the old samurai movies? Yep. It kind of sits snugly between the two of them, and it just so happens to be Star Wars. Oh, cool. Um, so w- when in the Star Wars chronology is it? So it is. Set- if Yoda's a baby, it must be like centuries ago. No, so it's not actually Yoda as a baby. It's whatever species Yoda what? is, a baby version of one of them. Right. They never say um, what species Yoda is, though, do they? No, he's just a little muppet. He's a Yoda. <laughs> he's literally a muppet. Yep. Um, did you know, did you know that he was a? He's actually a muppet. Yeah, as in, yeah. As in made, made by, by Jim James Henson himself. Yes, exactly. Um, and do you uh, know the Muppet Man? <laughs> the Muppet Man. The Muppet Man. I do not know the Muppet Man, but I hear he lives on some kind of lane. Dr- with... Drury Lane. <laughs> I was I was leaving it up to you to come up with some comedy Muppet version. Uh, no, lives can't on... do that. The Muppets are serious business. It's incredibly um, serious. You know, today, it's the most wonderful day of the year. By which I mean, it's the day when Spotify gave everyone their data about how many um, songs they'd listened to and who their top artists were or whatever. 
And although my top artist of the year was Carly Rae Jepsen, if you open up my playlist of 2019, my most played songs, because most of it has been stuff I've played to Eric, there's like five Carly Rae Jepsen songs and then five songs from the Muppet movie and then a couple of tracks by the Bronx and then some Disney tracks. <laughs> I'm it's hoping great. that the Bronx are his favourite. <laughs> yeah, he loves it. <laughs> I was gonna, where's all the speed metal? That's what I, I want to know. I know. Babies love that. There wasn't any raging speed horn in there, <laughs> <laughs> strangely. What a band name, Raging Speedhorn. Are they still going? Are they still I, think? I don't know. I, I want to find out. That always makes me think of, like, that would have been the name of a robot in Robot Wars. The Raging Speedhorn. Yes, yeah. What What other great band names? Cradle of Filth. Cradle of Filth. That's <laughs> one of the worst bands I've ever heard in my life. I, I, I think it's safe to say. They really are terrible. I mean, oh. and I know I have listened to just about enough kind of black metal to know when it's good and when it's not, and they are not. They're basically the disturbed of black metal, really, aren't they? Ooh. Um, <laughs> Ooh. All, <laughs> but, but all sort of like uh, surface level sort of uh, stuff that people get on board with, but the actual musical quality, not so much. Like, yeah. That's kind of where they sit. Well, it, disturbed art of new metal what cradle of filth art of black metal yeah I'd, I'd say that's fair so so raging speedhorn yeah um, fill me in so they were active from 1998 through to 2008 and then again from 2014 to present so i assume that means that they are back together again and cool. doing stuff which i'm is, very glad to hear it i'm very happy for good. them yeah Babies love that stuff. They do. <laughs> babies, babies love uh, love raging speed on. What would be interesting is that babies like white noise, so it would be interesting to play them some noise metal that, on the sort of spectrum of sound, is quite close to white noise, like Sun Zero or something. Yeah, See? I was something like that. You know, how's a baby going to react to that? Yeah, the spectrum. As long as you keep the volume down. Yeah. Is it still going to tick over the same kind of things? Yeah, or like, like some yeah, dark, droning. some some dark ambient drone, something yeah. like that. I'll 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 let you know when I found a child to experiment that isn't my, on that isn't my own son. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I ever have kids, I'll try it on them. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> we'll be there, uh, Danny Filth Gordon, as you know, <laughs> Danny Filth. <laughs> um. Uh, Raging Speedhorn, by the way, their their uh, Wikipedia page I don't think is updated too often because their oh, website is listed as their MySpace page. Oh wow! Which I think still exists. It does exist, but like, who's on there now? Who's flying the flag for MySpace? Not MySpace, Tom. He sold it, didn't he? he is, yeah, he just goes off like um, he goes off traveling around the world now and posting awesome pictures of his travels. Yeah. It's now, isn't it now purely like a, a music platform? I think so, yeah. Um, MySpace.com. News. Tom Holland recalls his drunk phone call with Disney that helped save Spider-Man. Oh, cool. Kate Middleton shares secrets of her family Christmas tree and how to avoid pine needle crisp, uh, clean up, pine needle crisp up. You know, when your pine needles get too crispy, it ruins the tree. <laughs> ruins the taste. Yeah. So yeah, this appears to you be. Gotta, you got to have soft pine needles in your in your Christmas dinner. <laughs> yeah, just sprinkle them on top. This appears See, to I've be got... like a, a dedicated site version of those really annoying like things. You know, when you're at the bottom of a website and suddenly it's like, here is some content, and it's some, a bunch of news articles about celebs that you would never ever ever click on. And if you have ever clicked on those, you should be in prison. <laughs> MySpace now appears to be a sort of semi-legit version of that. Maybe it's, that's yeah, where, they, where all then, this stuff is coming from. I don't know. And then the the music stuff is then given a priority underneath that, isn't it? Yeah. Underneath the bullshit celebrity news. Yeah, so wow. there is some stuff about Taylor Swift here. God bless you, MySpace. You have... I, MySpace was crap, but at least it didn't push us down the route into neo-fascism like facebook and twitter do yeah exactly <laughs> no. my myspace i it never became toxic like today's social networks did it 
No, no. It was mainly just um, chatting with other random teenagers. Yeah, and 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 learning basic HTML to get your page looking as ridiculous as possible. Yeah, exactly. I genuinely think that a lot of people our age who are web developers started out doing HTML because that was the only way to make your MySpace page get the color that you wanted it to be. You wanted as many sparkly gifs as possible. Yep. And you could only achieve that by hacking your MySpace. Yeah. And getting it looking totally radical. But don't you remember, right? MySpace came out when we were in the sixth form. And that was the first time I had ever seen a website where like, I had a band and we were like, we could upload our songs online and people can listen to them. That was the most incredible, amazing thing when we were 16, 17. I was just, I was obsessed with it. I couldn't believe that we could do that. Yeah, it was brilliant. It was genuinely brilliant. And like finding other people that were in small bands and like supporting it. There was this, it was this strange time of like grassroots support for other sort of amateur bands where you could go and find other people similar either in your area or all around the world and just say, hey, you guys are cool. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and it was always really nice to to feel that community of like other people that shared the same love. Um, and it, it's interesting thinking about I, I read an article um, this year I can't remember when it was exactly where they went through all of the bands that made it because of their their MySpace pages basically and how MySpace was their was their entry into music um, and it was interesting reading about the ones that were still going the ones that you know didn't get as far as initially thought um, and the ones that took the natural route of being around for a few years and then splitting up and just thinking, yeah, you know, we might not have got that music without um, without MySpace. Yeah. But even even some of the bigger bands that are around now um, really capitalized on it. Like I know that Arctic Monkeys were very heavily uh, involved in MySpace and I know a lot of people found them through MySpace for the first time. So we may well not have had as as quick a rise through the industry for arctic monkeys were it not for social media yeah it was a, a disruptor to use a an elon musk type word <laughs> it was as disruptive as a giant ugly tank of an suv yeah <laughs> that definitely cannot get its windows broken definitely cannot do that no yeah my high school band's myspace page is still there but the music doesn't play which is really annoying Oh, that's a shame. Which is a shame. I'd like to check that out. I'm sure that everyone wants to hear British 16-year-olds at a boarding school covering bad religion songs. (laughs) (laughs) Were you called good religion? No, we were called three chords. Ah, three chords. Still there, myspace.com slash three chords, number three, and then chords. I'm now trying the domino cut page. Oh, yeah. Let me know if it plays. We did have our own material as well, but we were mostly covering Bad Religion and Alkaline Trio. Oh, Alkaline Trio. Uh, now one of them is in old uh, Blink-182. 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 Alkaline Trio. I'm going to say underrated band. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Genuinely and, and what was, not as what appreciated was, as they should be. What was their post-punk spin-off that they had like one album of or two albums? Heavens. Heavens, yeah. Also very good. Yeah, underrated. Yeah, for sure. Um, doesn't seem as though it's playing for me either, which is a shame. I I, I do have the old uh, Domino Cut uh, EP somewhere. I've got the master, so maybe I'll give it an old Bandcamp yeah, uh, page set up for, for posterity. Yeah, I don't have the MP3s of three chords and stuff, but I'm, my friend Chris <laughs> might, the guy who recorded it. I think we need, to, we need to get this online, so that's such great acts of music aren't lost for all time yep we had a shouty song about government surveillance i was proud oh. of that well you're ahead of your time yeah because they're watching you now aren't they they're watching us right now boris johnson's standing at my window right now going hello <laughs> michael goves just here masturbating furiously and then just out of the corner of my eye using street language inappropriately yeah which is to say using street language <laughs> exactly exactly um oh what a bunch of bastards yep speaking of a bunch of bastards <laughs> you're gonna talk about the people who made the film the night before christmas well, i was more just gonna talk about 
the the cast of the night before Christmas. Oh, so the, so the cast are bastards. You're saying they're all bastards. Yeah. I'm not in a very Christmas Eve. Even even Vanessa Hudgens. No, she's great. Yeah, uh, she will she's never say a bad word about Vanessa Hudgens. But th- you know what this movie is? What this movie is Universal Soldier, but without John Claude Van Damme roundhouse kicking people in the face. Have you ever seen Universal Soldier? I have not. Explain um, it to me. Mansplain so, it to me. I will mansplain <laughs> to you the story of Universal Soldier, which is an underrated 90s action movie. I'm putting it out there right now. Um, and it's it's basically what happens is it all starts with a Vietnam War flashback. Um, Jean-Claude Van Damme is a medic um, who's part of this this squad. Um, and he 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 is sort of there at the site where this village has been destroyed and um it turns out that Dolph Lundgren um who is the commander in charge of of, of, of the squad has just murdered them all murdered this whole village of people um so they end up accidentally well not accidentally but they they try and take each other down and both happen to kill each other at the same time uh then however many years later in the early 90s the um the American government is trialing this new uh, experimental process to create super soldiers out of dead corpses and just so happens to have these two corpses on ice. Uh, so puts loads of cyborg shit in them and is like, bring them back to life and we'll make super soldiers. And then they're both super soldiers. Um, this uh, investigative journalist finds out about it and um sort of uh, infiltrates the the facility where they're being held and is being chased away and escapes with Jean-Claude Van Damme who can't remember who he is um and slowly she helps him get back his memories but most of the movie is uh spent with Jean-Claude Van Damme the amnesia cyborg soldier from Vietnam <laughs> trying to work out what it means to be in the modern day world so it's things like him going to a diner and going what is food <laughs> i'd like food please you say and you can give eating, me a hot dog and and then eating a whole plate of food and going yum that was great another one and then they ask him to pay and he has to roundhouse kick a load of people in a diner <laughs> of course um, effectively the same um the same sort of like story arc was used in the first thor movie it kind of follows exactly the same um sort of story as universal soldier and yeah or um, hercules in new york yes yeah exactly the hercules in new york story and that's what the night before christmas is as well although the night before christmas gets marked down because in universal soldier there's a scene where dolph lundgren who's been sent after um jean-claude van damme for some reason they thought hey one of these guys has escaped let's send off the rest of them i'm sure that will all go fine um and he obviously remembers that he's an evil vietnam war soldier and starts murdering people randomly um and he starts cutting off people's ears and making a necklace out of them which is incredibly grim but someone's like can you hear me i'm talking to you and he turns around and he's got this necklace of ears and he goes i'm all ears (laughs) You know who would have appreciated that was Vincent van Gogh. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And and I don't believe that Vincent van Gogh would uh would enjoy the night before Christmas as much. No, he'd, no he'd hate it. No grisly ear humour, no roundhouse kicks. I mean I no... I used that line about a hot dog just then, like just off the cuff. But that is genuinely a line in the film, isn't it? That's the level of <laughs> yes. comedy that you get in this film. He goes to a diner, he's reading the menu and goes, ha. Huh. Hot dog. Oh, 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 yes, that sounds delicious. I am a knight from Norwich for some reason. <laughs> Norwich. Do you think anyone involved in this film knows that that's where Alan Partridge comes from? Because <laughs> that's the only association people have with Norwich. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody involved, and it wasn't filmed in Norwich. Apparently, what the the uh, the, the nightly scenes were not filmed in the area around Norwich. Instead, it was in Ireland. And it's a castle in Ireland. That's bullshit. Um, they really should have, you know, reached out to the people of Norwich and helped the economy of Norwich. Yeah, they should have done. Um, but instead, they they did not. Sucks to be them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a bad movie. This one. I'm sorry. I, it <laughs> it does not have the same kind of eccentricities as as the Christmas Prince films. No. Even um, I, I, I like. I'm glad that you admit that because I recall, as I recall, you were quite down on a Christmas Prince too, and I was quite up on it last year. 
we'll see what happens with the Christmas Prince 3, obviously. But yes. Christmas Prince 2 had this like zany Bitcoin plot. So it's like, where are they going to go with number three? She's probably um, going to give birth to a hedgehog or something. Uh, yeah. Maybe. Can you tell I'm excited for the Sonic movie? <laughs> I miss the design of, of terrifying old Sonic. Awful Sonic. Um, I wonder Demon if Hell gonna, Beast Sonic. My, my, uh, my theory for Christmas Prince 3 is that they're going to get in on all of the Epstein uh, oh, God. and have their, <laughs> have their own disgraced prince. Oh no, it's going to uh, be all me too, isn't it? Yeah, that's what I reckon. Oh. Um, I'm I'm down with that. You just just use the I don't Christmas want to watch Prince it anymore. Mo- just use the Christmas Prince movies to just royally shit on the royal family. That's I, that's what the audience. I wants. suppose you could do that, couldn't you? It's probably filmed before all the stuff with Prince Andrew broke, but you could have a Prince Andrew figure in the next one, couldn't you? Yeah, he disgraces Christmas, the whole family. Christmas Prince Four guillotine the monarchy, <laughs> and that's how the monarchy falls. Of, yeah, is it Aldovia? Aldovia. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you notice the Aldovia reference in the night before Christmas? No. So one of the minor characters was I, like, I wasn't oh, I got much these. Attention. <laughs> I watched it kind of in two halves in between while I was um, looking after Eric while he was angry and not sleeping. So. I might have missed some of the key details. How dare you? This was only a mi- it was a minor little nod. So it clearly happens in the same um same universe as as the Christmas Prince. Yep. Um the Netflix Christmas comedy universe, which is a yeah. thing because remember in um what was the one Vanessa Hudgens was in last year with the guy from um the guy from Nashville? Yeah, but whatever that was called. Which clearly which which cannot, I suppose, the be... The sexy prince and the governess, something yeah, like that. Th- that. But I was thinking, you know... Because there was a bit in that when they watched Netflix films, wasn't there? Yeah, and I think there must be two separate Netflix universes, Netflix Christmas universes, because this exists in the same universe as the Christmas Prince films, because Aldovia is mentioned. Someone says something like, oh, my my sister went on holiday to Aldovia and brought these back as gifts. It's something like that. Right. Say. Um, however, they are watching Netflix, and they're watching two two Netflix movies that are, that are show, showcased here, which means that in the universe of The Night Before Christmas, those two stories are fictional. And exist on Netflix. Were they watching The Irishman on a small screen, just as Martin Scorsese intended? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless him. Have you I, seen I, all the brilliant memes that have been going around about, about that? I have, I have. I, the, the drama around The Irishman is one of my favourite things on the internet, because you've got all of the comic book movie fans absolutely furious with him, and then going, your movie sucks, your movie sucks, oh, you're so rubbish. <laughs> and, and then you've got Martin Scorsese saying... You, you can only watch this movie if you have your own home cinema system uh, <laughs> next to a roaring fireplace while someone reads you like newspapers from the 1960s because that's the last time that anything was good. Um, but yeah. then, uh, and I'm just here for people dunking on him for that. I'm here for the fanboys getting furious with him and never letting that go ever. Um, and yeah. also, I'm I'm totally here for not bothering to watch the film because it's three hours long and involves a bunch of old people trying to hurt each other. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> like, nah, mate, I'm good. I'm good. I love you, Martin. I really like a lot of Scorsese's films, but like, unless it's got the Quaalude Steve Madden scene in it from uh, <laughs> from um, Wolf of Wall Street. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah, yet? yeah, yeah. Um, that's a bloody long film. As well. it's, an, it's an incredibly long film, but that's also a really funny movie. Like that, it's basically a comedy. It's like I think it's a good comedy. film, but I also kind of hate it. Does that? Do, do you know what I mean by that? That that's exactly how you're supposed to feel. I think is yeah. it's kind of. It's it's this downward spiral into the ridiculous and hilarious lives of awful people. It's like they condensed a series of The Apprentice and made it high art is effectively what The Wolf of Wall Street is. So I think yep. if you feel that way, that's exactly what Scorsese intended With you to Extremely feel. high energy DiCaprio. Yes, yeah. Um and uh yeah, I, I love that film a lot. I really like Wolf of Wall Street. It's a it's a great horrible movie. Um, that I'm sure a lot of people watch and don't realise the intent behind it. Yeah, because it it um, really still feels like it's celebrating assholery, even though it's not. 
And when, uh, when you I know the context of Jordan Belfort having gotten out of prison and published it, published books and stuff, and you're like, this guy is a disgraceful human being who's having his life celebrated. I don't think it is celebrating his life, though. I think it's very clearly making him out to be a complete scumbag. But there are, like, city boys who, like, base their whole thing on that. And they have, like, Wolf of Wall Street-themed parties and stuff, you know? There is yes, a kind like, of... like Gatsby parties. Yeah, exactly. Or um, or the people that watch... Um, but that's all fine, because that book's watch... from the 20s. That was a long time ago. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it totally doesn't matter. Um, or, um, or yeah, Our tolerance who... wasn't the same in the 20s. It didn't have the same effect. <laughs> it was all fine because everyone was rich and there was jazz playing. Yeah, everything was, was com- everything was completely fine in the first half of the 20th century. Nothing yeah. bad happened then. No bad stuff at all. Everything was much better. That's the t- And that's the time... <laughs> That we need that Boris Johnson is going to bring back if we leave the EU. That's yeah, what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I feel as though it's one of those films where idiots don't understand it. Yeah. Um, and already awful people don't understand it because they don't actually have a moral compass to begin with. And to be honest, those people you'd never be able to reach with a film anyway. No. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big stan of that. I'm not so much a stan of. Here's, here's ancient Robert De Niro beating the shit out of people um, for three hours. <laughs> I'm sure yeah. I'm sure I'll watch it at some point, but I'll probably be. If I wanted to see that, I'm... I could watch Dirty Grandpa twice. <laughs> I, I, I'll probably watch it at some point whilst I'm writing a review or something like what, that. What Dirty Grandpa? Background. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I love I love a bit of Dirty Grandpa, a film I have <laughs> never seen and have no intention of ever seeing. It looks so demeaning. Um. Like, but I do. What I do respect about Robert De Niro is the fact that he he doesn't care. He doesn't give a shit. He'll do he'll do stuff that seems like it'll be fun to do, and he'll still do stuff that seems like it's a like you know, um, intellectually engaging. So he's brilliant in the Joker movie. Mm, um, he's yeah. great in that, and I'm sure that he puts in a really good performance in The Irishman as well. I haven't seen exactly Joker, but it looks very very good. It is very, very good. And obviously, yeah, um, it's divided people. There's been a lot of crit- criticism, which seems founded, but it, I think it looks really interesting and I hope to catch it at some point. I mean, I, I went into it with an incredibly critical eye and I was very surprised at how deft its touch was. And I think the people that won't get a lot out of it are the kind of people that want some kind of slither of hope in their movies. Right. Um, which is not me. I enjoy a really dour, critical, acerbic film. And that's exactly what it is. It's, it's it's nihilism done in the right way, I think, is the best way to describe it. And that's it's, why you hate The Night Before Christmas. Because it's nihilism done in the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> or nihilism. <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, yeah, yes. Um, it's, it's when uh, a guy, a, a medieval knight, appears in the contemporary landscape or in the future this film is set in the future it's set in like literally the 24th of december this year so we're going to get to that time and then the night's going to appear so it's like a prophecy but yeah it's like the medieval night appears here and is vaguely curious about some things but otherwise is quite well adjusted i'd say yeah he he does very well at not calling everyone a witch and trying to murder them um and what i really love about this is that um also it's got this idea of of knights from that time period being these noble valiant warriors whereas in reality they were basically a bunch of murderous bull bags yeah bloodthirsty lads <laughs> they were yeah. basically wolf of wall street types in chainmail. yeah that's exactly what swords. they were and also he would have reeked because he won't have had a bath in the last eight months yeah exactly um, so so I would I would like Netflix to give us money to make The Night Before Christmas 2 and do a Joker-style take on this oh film my God. where we flip it and we go dark and edgy and all like, oh, yeah, 14-year-old boys are going to love The Night Before Christmas 2. <laughs> um, or maybe we call it something like Christmas Nights or, or something Christmas like Christmas Night Rider. <laughs> But yeah, no, the There's moment at which I realised it was going to be bad was I, I gave it a chance. I gave it a fair chance, but it's about 15 minutes in. She takes him to the guest house and lets him go and have a shower. Somehow he knows how to shower and he comes out with the towel on just like perfectly wrapped around him. All of that stuff would just freak him right out if he was yes. used to just not showering and rolling in mud and poop and jousting and whatever. <laughs> 
dear gods, what what is this wench? What has happened? Yeah, and of course um, they only use his wench gag in context at the diner, which was funny for about half a second. You could make a very good drinking game out of this movie, though, where every time he says old crone, you need to drink. Yeah. Because he must say that at least 20 times over the course of this film. Um, but yeah, it's funny, isn't it? I was thinking I was thinking a lot. And you know I'm not one for realism in films. It's not something I really care about. No. Um, but I was thinking, yeah, mate, this is this is dumb as fuck. A lot, a lot during this. Um, just but where... it's not about realism. It's about logic, isn't it? Yeah, if it's, it's about... him showering works within the logic of the film. Fine, but the logic of the film is such that you're supposed to believe he's this medieval knight coming to our world, and all of the stuff that would come with that is packaged as part of the logic of the film, or, or or in this case, not packaged. Yes, yeah, exactly. And and I think that's where it really falls down is at some points it's like oh, he doesn't understand what a toaster is or whatever. I don't know. He doesn't even reference toasters, but I imagine that he saw if he saw a toaster he'd freak the fuck out. And then Whereas he'd probably try and cook sausages in it. Yeah, fucking idiot. Moron. <laughs> what 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 dumbass. Oh <laughs> call yourself a knight. You yeah. don't even understand the theory of relativity, mate. Sir Cole. Um, more like Sir Idiot. <laughs> more like Sir Dullard. <laughs> that's what I'm, that's your that's what I'm going with. Dullard. You used that in last week's episode. Did I? Yeah. The I opening bit, you're referring to boring Dullards who will criticise you for singing a Christmas song. I can't remember. It was to do with Christmas. Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, I don't re- I don't remember. And maybe people who say you can't play Christmas songs before the 1st of December. Well, now it's the 6th of December, or it will be when this episode goes out, so fuck off. <laughs> exactly. Tis the season to be jolly. Fuck off, you <laughs> fucking dicks. <laughs> yep. Um, I Peace on earth and goodwill to Christmas all men. Christmas jumper. Have you? Uh, yeah, pretty much every day when I've been lounging. Um, it's been great. I've got this one on. I don't know if you saw it before I turned the camera off. It's got a ugly pug on it and then pucker up written. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I need to jump- dig mine out. Yeah, I've got three Christmas jumpers. Um, I did have more, but I got rid of a few because I realized that that's an obscene number of Christmas jumpers. That is, um, yeah. But I do have some Christmas t-shirts as well, which I may mean to bust out. Cool, cool. Um, I don't have any. Don't think I have any T-shirts, but I definitely have a few Christmas jumpers. But they're all of the quite classy variety with reindeer and stuff. I don't have any joke ones. No, no, no. You've got to go for the ugliest possible things. Yeah, that's what you need from a Christmas jumper. None of that. I saw a classy one. It was it was very nice. It had a a neat little um, sewn design just in one corner. Um, just in like the pocket corner and I thought, oh, that's a really nice jumper. And then I realised, no, that's not what I want from a Christmas jumper. I want it to be some kind of a, a obscene, horrible thing <laughs> that that hurts the eyes, just how ugly it is. That's what you want from a Christmas jumper. Yeah, that's the whole point of it. It's it's the ugliness of everyday life, you know, slapped onto the joy of the festive season. <laughs> that's why it's so good. I want a Joker Christmas jumper. <laughs> that probably does a, exist. A nihilistic Christmas jumper. Oh, it blatantly does, actually. It's your They're... work doing the Christmas jumper day. Yeah, probably. But it's on Friday the 13th, I think. I've already, oh, well, by it? the time this episode goes out, I will already have finished work for the year. So Yes, yeah. I will be seeing you in person. On that day. On that so day. even if they are doing it, I guess you can't do it. No. So, I mean, I've got my Christmas due that evening. So oh, Okay, um, so you, you've, got, you've got a chance. Yeah, so I've got, I've got a chance. I assume I've you're preparing chance. some kind of Santa suit made out of lizard skin or something equally disgusting. <laughs> Just, I'm wearing a dead reindeer. That's what I'm wearing. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I I have a Christmas shirt as well. Um, so we'll probably wear a Christmas jumper to come and see. Is it you. made of soft pine needles? <laughs> it's just it's just got Santa isn't real written on the back. <laughs> just wear it around around uh, like shopping centres and things like that. Let's yep. see. Uh, we've got one with the old Joker on it. That's not what I want. What Heath Ledger? No, the the comic design. Oh, what? If I bet I Martin Scorsese would love that. Yeah, he'd be all like, oh, that's what I want. Let's see. Joker Christmas. Give me a Joker Christmas jumper. Okay, I found. I have found some now. They're horrendous. I bet. Which I hope you, I hope you appreciate. I, I always appreciate a horrendous jumper. 
<laughs> I do really want to get there is a um uh, <laughs> there is a Guns N' Roses Christmas t-shirt where it's you know the the cross with the skulls on it their logo yeah it's that but all of the skulls have Christmas hats on <laughs> why not I, re- <laughs> I really really want it but it's like 25 quid everywhere and I think mm, for a t-shirt that I only wear twice a year at most yeah <laughs> probably not worth it I'd like one that's the, the the Black Album by Metallica with the snake on it but it's, the, the snake's just got like a tiny Christmas hat on it I would definitely, definitely, uh, I definitely wear that. That sounds amazing. Um, I've also found a jumper where it's Santa Claus, but he's wearing sunglasses, and then it says Banter Claus. <laughs> Isn't that great? Banter Claus. Yeah. Is he is he better or worse than the Archbishop of Banterbury? Uh, I think, I think the Archbishop of Banterbury is marginally worse. Um, yeah. just because it's it's tied to uh, an institution and as religious know, connotations yeah as we all know um major institutions in every society are evil so the archbishop of banterbury he may be good at banter but i bet he's also evil yeah definitely he pretends he's this cool guy but really he's he's the man he's yeah exactly he thinks he's up for banter but then when it comes around to it he's joking about this time at eton and no one around him who's into the banter can actually get behind it and they're all laughing out of politeness but secretly they're being like mate this isn't good banter and the next thing you know he's running for prime minister yeah and you know and that's not very banter you can't you can't do banter if you're the pm no as much as boris johnson tries banter's taking a selfie with a couple of daytime tv hosts classic hilarious what a, what a fucking legend. <laughs> a ledge. Oh, he's so mean. funny. Oh, he's so funny. What a ledge. Oh. He is a ledge. He's, so, he's, he's more ledge than the White Cliffs of Dover. What a ledge. <laughs> that's, what, that's what they say. That's what the Conservatives are putting out on all their social media. That's their campaign message. He's a ledge. Let's leave yeah. the EU and crash the economy. <laughs> Imagine That's the banter. <laughs> Imagine the banter <laughs> when people are dying in the streets. EU banter. The NHS. What a load of banter. Do you remember when Matt Hancock, the health, needy Matt Hancock, the health secretary, said that he couldn't guarantee that people wouldn't die as a result of a no deal Brexit? Banter. Absolute bants, mate. Classic banter. Do, do people still use the term banter? I don't think they do. I, no. I think we've just taken everyone back to like, what, 2010? <laughs> I think that's why I'm so impressed by the banter clause uh, jumper. That's very bad. <laughs> I, I'm kind of tempted to buy it just for that. You should get it because that is such a bad and weirdly dated <laughs> so, joke. It's so awful. It's so awful. I love it. Um, you know what I don't love, though? Well, let me just tell you before we get back to this stupid film that there are lots <laughs> of Guy Fieri Christmas jumpers out there. Are there? So I think, and they're all oh. quite good. So I think we should get one. They're all like welcome to Flavortown, and they've got him like with the flames. Oh, that's amazing. There are a lot of um, there are a lot of Joker Christmas T-shirts. Yeah, Etsy's Etsy's full of them. Oh, I bet. I'm tempted. Well, I know what to I'm, get you then. They're sh- they're they're all as ugly as sin. Great. I'll find I'll find you the ugliest one. I, I have I have found the ugliest jumper equivalent though. It seems like it's only in the states and it costs fifty dollars. Oh jeez. Um, where you know how? Well, we um, can buy it with all the money we make off this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, you know how there's the line in it's been in the trailers where where the Joker says uh, someone says you know try try not to have negative thoughts and he says all I have are negative thoughts. Um, I imagine you've you've seen that somewhere as mm-hmm. part of the. Um, there's one here which says, "All I have are Christmas thoughts." Ah, that's nice. <laughs> How pleasant! That's like in Love Actually when they're doing the wet, wet, wet song, and he's changing it to "Christmas is all around me." Yes, that's nice. You can imagine Bill Nye saying that and then getting his ass out. Yeah, yeah, that's what we want. That's what we want. The best bit in Love Actually, right? As long as we're talking Christmas films, is when the Prime Minister Hugh Grant. Um, he's knocking on doors looking for his sexy assistant, Martin McCutcheon, and there are some kids and they ask him to sing carols and he starts singing Good King Wenceslas and then his henchman, who hasn't had any lines, starts singing in this booming operatic voice. That's the best bit in love, actually. Yes, that is the best bit. Um, Second best bit is when 
everyone cries at the sad bits. Yep, of course. That's what Christmas is all about. Are you are you going to be watching Love Actually this year? Probably not. No. Are you? I don't know. I I feel like this maybe year... like if it's on and I'm full of turkey and I've got nothing else to do. Yeah this this year's been a terrible year in general, and I've so so that... you, you need very very bad comfort food. Well, I feel like you know Russell's burgers really, and such. I really want <laughs> exactly just covered in cranberry sauce. Just get have a, have a vat of cranberry sauce next to me. Russell's burgers straight out the microwave. Dunk them in <laughs> into this vat and just eat them whole. Spread some brandy <laughs> butter on the top <laughs> when you're feeling classy. <laughs> just get a Russell's. <laughs> rather than using the bun from the Rustler's burger, just makeshift like five mince pies per side of the burger. <laughs> Shop bought mince pies and you just crush them down into a sort of patty. <laughs> yeah. And that's the bread. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> G- gingerbread, one layer of burger, beef burger still. A layer of gingerbread between two mince pies. Yeah. And if you're really creative, you can make it into a little gingerbread house. Oh, mate, this, this is happening. <laughs> we should make this into our YouTube channel, <laughs> Christmas Feasts. When you come up next week, we should film it. Oh, we definitely should. We definitely should. Um... <laughs> We've got nothing better to do with our time. No, definitely not. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's been a terrible year. So pretty much as soon as um, as as Christmas um, was was possible so on the first of uh, first of december effectively the christmas decorations went up and i feel like this year i really want to dive deep into the christmas movies and just watch a load of them Mm -hmm. um because i am feeling quite festive this year and i want to make sure i don't lose that so just power through with a load of christmas movies so i've decided that i don't i don't regularly watch home alone um, what at christmas home Um, alone is great we that's one of our that's one where we're like when are we gonna watch home alone and home alone too because home alone two is better no, I hate Home Alone 2. How can um, you hate Home Alone 2? Oh, it's so contrived in the, the fuck pigeon is wrong lady. with you? Pigeon it's not lady. about the pigeon lady, it's about Tim Curry. It's all about the And pigeon. Rob Schneider. <laughs> if, you, if you want a bit of Tim Curry, go and watch Clue. Or, or watch the, Clue the is team. great. Yeah, Clue is an amazing movie. <laughs> have we yeah. talked about that? I don't think we not have. Not as no. in dedicated an episode to it, I guess. No, it's not a romantic we, film, is it? Mate, it's romantic enough. It's got Tim Curry in it. So yeah. any film that has Tim Curry in it qualifies as romantic. Yeah. Also, the Red Alert game that he's in, where he's taking the the Soviets to space. Have you seen that clip? No. <laughs> Put it in the show notes. <laughs> Put it in the show notes. Um, but because have you ever played any of the Command and Conquer games? Yeah. Before? Yeah. Um, so so At for school, anyone listening, Command and Conquer was weirdly popular. Yeah. And um, all the nerds used to have LAN parties playing Command and Conquer. Mate, do not do not speak ill of the land party. I've done Command and Conquer land parties. Before. I, I didn't They're amazing. Do that. They're so good. They're so much fun. Um, but for anyone listening who who hasn't played them before or doesn't know them they're these these strategy computer games where you have these little armies that you build and you gather resources and then you you duke it out with other players basically and there there's there's story campaigns and one of the one of the spin-offs of this was a series called Red Alert and Red Alert's amazing because it's set in this universe where <laughs> the the Soviets discover no Albert Einstein discovered how to do time travel and then they went back in time and killed Hitler, which <laughs> stopped course. World War Two from happening. However, that led to the Soviet Union expanding further and creating these two mega superpowers in in terms of um, Western Europe and the United States and then Soviet Russia. And they developed all of these crazy technologies. And in one of these, they, they get hammier and hammier as they go on. And I think it's in Red Alert 3, Tim Curry plays like the chief general of the Soviet soldiers um and they do these live action sort of snippets before each mission and one of them he's there with this outrageous uh, russian accent um and he says something along the lines of i'm going to take the soviet union soldiers into places that the westerners will never expect into space <laughs> And he's cracking up as he's saying it. It's just some, uh, I'll, I'll send you a link to it if you can't find it. Let he's, me know. He's so good. Um, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, Tim Curry is is one of the all time greats. We could we could do a Tim Curry special. That would be good, actually. That'd be really good fun. 
Um, but there's no Tim Curry in The Night Before Christmas. Sadly not. No. Who could he have played? He could, he could have been a good knight, I reckon. He would have been the knight. Yeah. He for, should for have sure. played everybody. He'd have come back and been like, Hi, I'm theatrically referring to hot chocolate as mead, but I'm fine with everything else in this fascinating modern age. <laughs> what is this sweet drink? Yeah. Oh, it's delicious. Um, uh, mate, so much about this movie annoyed me. Yeah, I really so wanted it to be good, it. though. That's the thing. I just wanted it to be cheap, zany, stupid fun. And it took itself too seriously, didn't it? Yeah, there wasn't enough. Was having absolutely no right to. See, that's why the Christmas Prince movies work, because they're stupid, and they know they're stupid. Yeah, there wasn't enough wacky hijinks here at all. Yeah. and that was Like, why not throw in some Bitcoin Elon Musk stuff? <laughs> Nightcoin. Yeah, Nightcoin. Um, and then at yeah, the they... end, he decides he's going to become a cop. Fucking night cop. One absolute Which is knock. like wizard cop, for worse. <laughs> it night is, cop. It's, it's the sequel to night cop. <laughs> to the wizard Christmas cop. sequel. It's it's the sequel to wizard cop, but... Oh, fuck off, cat. Jesus Christ. You did kind um, of go a bit quiet for a second there. Were you being attacked? <laughs> yeah, the cat just decided to attack my foot for some reason. She's around... She's she's clearly a bit mental at the moment. She She's wandered over to me and she started rolling around and rubbing herself on the rug um and then just pounced on my foot for no good reason and like cats are you can handle cats attacking with their front paws but it's when they grab hold of you with their front paws and then get the back legs in and start like scraping at you with their back legs which which this idiot animal is often very fond of doing i bet your foot looks Um, delicious i'd eat it 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 definitely does (laughs) and now she's got one of her claws stuck on my sock and is going a bit mad with it because she's a bit stressed out because she can't get off. What an absolute idiot. You're an idiot, animal. You are an idiot. Ow! Stop it! <laughs> I can't even see you. I could just hear you <laughs> crying out in pain. I'm threatening the cat with a with a with a slipper at the moment. Like, that, not, sounds not like actually... that sounds like a reasonable avenue. Yeah. Like we d- we never obviously we never hit animals. We're not those kind of people. But no, you know we're not just, Joe Swinson's Lib Dems. No, exactly. But um, but uh, but um, we found that she doesn't like things in her personal space unless she wants to get up in your personal space. Who, Joe Swinson? <laughs> yes, my cat is Joe Swinson, <laughs> which explains why she's suddenly backstabbing me so much. Um, Zing. But but, uh, but yeah, she. Uh, the cat doesn't like sort of things in her personal space. So if we sort of put a slipper remotely close to her face, she'll just back off and go do something else. But even that's not oh, working here. The magic slipper. Yeah, she's just still kind of like rubbing herself on the rug. It's very strange. Cats are weird, man. Yeah, she is a weird animal. So um, anyway, Night Cop. Yes, yeah, so right. So <laughs> The Christmas so, sequel, the Christmas special spin-off from Wizard Cop. So they wanted to get us back to do Night Cop. They they planned it as the sequel, and we both refused. So they got in these hacks to write it. So it has none of the majesty of Wizard Cop. Yeah, Adam Driver didn't sign up, obviously. No, of course not. They they replaced him with <laughs> who did they replace him with? Um, with the guy from this. Yeah, the guy who has been in Poldark apparently was supposed to be in Game of Thrones and then wasn't, and who looks was like he supposed to be in Game of Thrones. You remember in our year at university there were two twins. One of whom dated the Canadian girl in our creative writing class. Oh, and I think later uh, married her. Tom was one of them called Tom. I can't I remember. Anyway, this guy yeah, looks like both yeah. of those guys, and I couldn't get it out of my head. Oh, he does as well. Um, so that's that's very specific. <laughs> see, I wonder if I would have thought of this film more fondly because I seem to remember getting on fine with those yeah, two nice dudes. Yeah. Um, instead, I was just thinking of his character in Poldark, who's a dick. Oh, is he? Is he? Is he the <laughs> yeah. the baddie? No, he's not the baddie, but he's this like this this fancy lad who comes in and then he seduces Poldark's wife. What? And they and they have a little affair. Spoiler alert for Poldark. What an asshole! Yeah, I hate him. Now. Um, but Poldark also has an affair at some point. There's a lot right. of there's a lot of affairs going on. Of course. Um, and then he dies. This character, he gets. I think he gets some kind of illness and dies, which happens a lot as well. It's a tough time. Um, it's, a, it's a difficult time in whatever century Cornwall. <laughs> Doesn't matter what century, so, does it? So, so much adultery, <laughs> so much death. Yeah. Um, whereas, yeah, in this, he's 
In this, there's no adultery. There's no death. No, there isn't any death. I, I was hoping that it would have some kind of um, big, big epic battle at the beginning where he... Yeah, a skirmish at least. I feel like there should have been... This should have been like a spin-off of Macbeth where after all of the bloodshed at the beginning of Macbeth, um, the, 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 the witches three, they, they find another knight on the battlefield and they're like, right, this one, we're not going to give him some prophecy about how he becomes king. We're going to send him to fucking 21st century America and just click their fingers. Bloop, How's that there. for a punishment? Yeah, uh, and then that. And then he's like, oh shit, I need to get back to tell Banquo not to trust Macbeth or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm sure Shakespeare would have loved that to be his legacy. <laughs> yeah, that's what his, his whole life's work was just moving towards that, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think that would have been good. But no, instead we get this. Yep, we get this. This thing where he's in medieval Norwich. The old crone sends him to the future to find true love. He comes back, but then realizes he wants to go back. So the old crone's basically just like, yeah, you can go back, whatever. <laughs> that's it and, th- and yeah, that's it there's very little at stake here yeah there's um, very little I, content isn't there yeah and i feel like Not it needed awful word but you it know what needed i mean more, I, it needed more wacky nonsense going on like there's very few scenes of him getting his sword out and smashing stuff yeah i thought you know if a medieval knight genuinely did come here everyone would be all up in his business people would be talking and not they medieval knights weren't known for being refined or having finesse He'd have cut someone's head off within 10 minutes. <laughs> he definitely would have beaten the shit out of somebody. Someone would have somewhere. asked him to pay for his hot chocolate, which he consistently refers to as mead, and he'd have chopped off their head. He'd have gone, I will give you nothing for this mead. <laughs> yeah. It's such a wasted opportunity. It really is. I think there's the whole world of, you know, night-related humour. I think there's a lot that you could have done with it. And, like, the whole time I was thinking, oh, I was always watching the night, uh, A Knight's Tale. Yeah, cat, yeah, there is that. Cat. The cat is now chewing at the cables. Oh, too. no, we can't have that. What are you doing, animal? What are you doing? Right, okay, I'm threatening her with the water spray. <laughs> is that a guarantee? <laughs> She's just tried to pour at it, so even that's not working today. I might actually have to spray her. With fire? No, with water. <laughs> She's She's like a fire Pokemon. Water is super effective. Oh, okay, right. Okay, yeah, that's got rid of her. Go away. <laughs> I could. I heard the Go spray. <laughs> yeah, I could hear it. She's looking at me really unimpressed now. I'm sorry, cat, but you need to. <laughs> you need to stop giving me the business, which is exactly what she's doing right now. Did she watch the film? Did she watch the film? Um, yeah, maybe that's why she's so annoyed. Yeah, I think she wants to make a contribution. Yeah, Minnie, Minnie, I'm going to put the microphone down. Minnie, Minnie, what did you think of the film? She's not talkative, but she did try to bat at her. Her little plonking sound. Yeah, that was her pause. Right. See, the problem is she's unbelievably cute. So even when she's acting like a complete arsehole, it's very hard to stay mad at her. That's how I feel about Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> uh, but yeah. She's she's fine. In this, she's fine. You know? I I wonder if she also feels, having watched it back, whether they could have done more with it. Because it's always hard to tell. Well, when... she produced it. Oh really? Yeah, I noticed that on the credits. Oh, that's that's disappointing because yeah. this is nowhere near as good as the Princess Switch. That was the one, the Princess um, Switch, where she finds that 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 person looks like that person, and then there they go. Sometimes yeah. she's a Cockney, sometimes she's posh, and the bloke from Nashville <laughs> has no idea. Now that that's what I call content. Yes, yeah. Um, whereas this was not. Um, this was not that at all. It it really missed. It just missed the mark so badly. It, and also, how does a high school teacher have a guest house? Is it because she's an orphan? <laughs> uh, someone died and left it to yeah. Stand maybe, up. maybe. I also know that um, maybe they're somewhere where house prices are very low. In middle Is, of wherever Ohio. Are they in Ohio? So yep. maybe particularly where they are in Ohio, the house prices are low enough that she can afford to do that. It's middle um, of nowhere, but still very nice Ohio. Yes. Still yeah. extremely festive and Christmas lights and candy canes everywhere, Ohio. Yeah. But it was actually filmed in Canada. It was. Like everything. Like Everything's everything. filmed in Canada. Yep. W- Wizard Cop. 
That was filmed in Canada. <laughs> yeah, on the streets of New York, actually. Yeah. It was... But often they use Toronto or Vancouver and then tell you it's New York. Yeah, they do, don't they? Um, I, I think they did that for some of the scenes in the Batman movies, didn't they? Yeah. Oh, goddamn cat. You, what are you doing? You know what's really, really funny is when the knight um, talks to Alexa a lot because um, Jeff Bezos' products need loads of promotion from product placement in movies. I found it weird that they gave so much time to Amazon since Amazon Prime is such a competitor. They really did, yeah. And I know they kind of were sort of saying... Maybe it's supposed to be an olive branch, a gesture of peace. Maybe, you know, a friend of your... An enemy of your enemy is my friend kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, And they were thinking... You're the man, we're the man. You know, let's call the whole thing off. Maybe they were thinking, oh, you know what, Disney... Disney's trying to get on our turf. We need to stick together. Oh shit! They're teaming up against Baby Yoda. Yeah. Have you? Are you going to have Disney Disney Plus? Uh, probably. Yeah, because we want all the the, the movies for Eric, but, and I want to see Baby Yoda. Obviously. I mean, I have seen Baby Yoda. If but, you know what I mean. <laughs> I I want to see him more. I mean, I want to see all of his content. <laughs> All of his hashtag content. Yep. So yeah, there's there's loads of stuff about Alexa, which is just like, come on, it's not funny. A guy talking to a voice recognition thing. It might have been funny three or four years ago when that was new technology, but now it's just like people who have that technology are stupid, and people who don't have it are good, and that's how the world is. Okay. Yes, exactly. Do you, do you go in for that shit? I don't go in for that nonsense. Good. No. Me neither. I hate it. <laughs> They're listening to you all the time. And you know, not to sound like a conspiracy theorist crank, but they are listening to you all the time and recording every single conversation and using it to sell you crap you don't want. And it also just leads to people shouting and bellowing around their houses, and I don't want that. I'm happy to spend half a second pushing a button to listen to music if I want. Yeah, and also at at night they whisper to you um, the, the the curses of the old world. Yeah. Eventually, the the old gods of the Amazon are going to. Um, to, to reappear that's why it's amazon. called amazon yeah right i never knew that yeah that's exactly why that makes sense um jeff bezos is not his real name it's an it's an amnogram of his real name much like uh voldemort oh shit <laughs> this is very bad <laughs> but all of this chat is still better than the night before christmas i couldn't even remember what it was called <laughs> <laughs> it was the night before Christmas and all through the house and a night was watching Netflix and stinking up the place. Yeah, God, he'd be so smelly. You'd be able to see the stink lines like Pigpen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd watch an animated version of this. Yeah, that'd be a laugh. Um, just with stink lines everywhere. And yeah. maybe you could do some more stuff with the magic. Yeah, definitely. I need more more zany magic stuff. But as it is, it's an ex- just ends up being a weirdly conventional and boring film, doesn't it? And I, it pains me to say it, but I actually wouldn't recommend watching it. I think there's no, better I... stuff, better Christmas stuff out there. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't recommend the, it either. The co- um, it really doesn't live up to the concept, does it? No, no. The concept something... is the best thing about it. Yeah, I really wanted something unbelievably stupid to happen, and it doesn't happen in in the right way, and so it just ends up being very boring. Yeah, um, which I think is its main failing. There wasn't even a proper joust. There clearly no. should have been a joust. There should have been. There should have been a rival for her affections, and then they have like a a sword fight or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And then he kills the guy. <laughs> he kills the guy, and then he gets put in prison. Yeah, but then and because he it... agrees to be a night cop, they let him out. Yeah, yeah. That's what it. That's what should have happened. Um, there's that scene where he saves a kid from the ice. Yep. Um, there's also a scene where he gives some kind of ancient medicine advice to someone who's got a bad <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll definitely try that. Thank you for your unsolicited medical it, advice, which people famously love. And then, and then it works for some reason, rather than causing the person to get unbelievably ill. Yeah. Um, because medieval England was renowned for the quality of its medicine. Um, yeah, famous for it. No knights yeah. ever died of preventable disease. No, no, never. They only died of jousting. 
only died of jousting. That was the number one cause of death in, in Norwich. Britain in Norwich. <laughs> Still the number one cause of death in Norwich. <laughs> you can't walk for jousts around there. Yeah. And also for old crones sending people backwards and forwards in time. Yeah. That's I think re- I guess really the message of it is don't go to Norwich. <laughs> That can definitely be taken out of context. You'll either run into an old crone or Steve Coogan playing Alan Partridge. <laughs> See, only two things in Norwich. Yeah, and, and jousting, obviously. And jousting, and jousting. Um, yeah, so that's to be avoided. So have yeah. you got anything else you want to say about this film? <laughs> I don't know if I do, um, actually, no. It's it's just a bit flat. And you know, as one to kick off watching bad Netflix Christmas films, then I guess it's fine because... What comes next? It won't be hard for it to be better, I guess. I suppose that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's your it's your choice next as well. So um, before we get onto that, I think we've covered all of the trivia. So you know, filmed in Canada, filmed in Ontario. Yep. Um, that they they make this reference to Aldavia. Um, yeah, this film just not really worth it. I nah, think. it's not. Um, Which is a shame for Vanessa Hudgens, but she's... It is a shame, it is a shame. She's still good. Yeah, we, we still stand Vanessa. Yep, for sure. Get get her back next year for another Christmas movie. She could be a night cop. Um, she, it, there is going to be another Princess Switch movie next year. Cool, cool. Um, called The Princess Switch, Switched Again. Of course. Maybe they realise that they don't want to... <laughs> They don't want to um, to be to be in the, in their lives, and they try and switch back. I yeah, guess. they've had enough. Um, yeah, which will be an, an interesting decision to make. Um, oh, here we go. There is actually a synopsis. So when Duchess Margaret unexpectedly inherits the throne to Montanaro and hits a rough patch with Kevin. It's up to her double Stacy to save the oh, day before, Kevin. before a new lookalike party girl, Fiona, foils their plans. I forgot so, about Kevin. Are we now going to have Kevin the Carrot? Vanessa Hudgens playing three characters, and if that's Surely the case, not. can we then have one where she's playing four characters and they bring A Night Before Christmas into the fold? Yeah, I mean, how, how far down that road could you go? Could you have a film where she just plays every character? I, I want that. Being Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> I would watch that. I would totally watch that. Um, yeah. She's also going to be in the next Bad Boys movie because they're making another Bad Boys movie. Why not? Um, <laughs> and uh, and she was in a movie that sounds like it could be a Christmas film but definitely isn't, which I watched earlier this year, called Polar. Um, do you know Polar? No. Um, it is a um, comic book from Dark Horse. Um, about an assassin who um, who he's old and so they decide to kill him off basically and they right. send a team of assassins after him um, and it's got Mads Mikkelsen in it and Vanessa Hudgens in it and it's, it's oh wow I'd it's, never have put those two in the same film no it's it's not particularly good but it does have moments that are quite enjoyable um, it opens with Johnny Knoxville getting assassinated and then he dies whilst he has an erection. That is a definite <laughs> highlight. Are you sure um, you weren't watching Jackass 3? <laughs> Jackass 3, the death of Johnny Knoxville. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, it's um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I've had to... I'm Sorry for all the cat content, but I've had to retire my slipper because the cat kept trying to get in it. We're going to get so she- many one-star reviews. <laughs> too and much now, cat content and now she's stuck her head into the slipper so she basically forced forced me to give it up to her and now she's just ramming her face into it like some kind of weirdo and you said you were never going to give her up <sighs> never going to let her down she's yeah. let me down <laughs> sounds like it <laughs> <laughs> you are a disgrace animal absolute disgrace um but yeah so polar is a bad movie but it is enjoyable and it's got vanessa hudgens in it Sounds um, great. Sounds better than this. <laughs> it is better than this. I'm not sure where the critics agreed, but it is better than this. Um, so how are we going to rate Night Before Christmas? How many cups of hot chocolate will you refer to as mead in your time in contemporary Ohio? So I'm probably going to 
it might even match the number of times that he says it in the movie. I'm going with five cups of mead. Yeah, that's fair. I'll I'll give it a five as well. This movie's that's bad. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's a Bon Jovi of a Bon Jovi. Yeah, it's, it's a Jovi. <laughs> just a Jovi. Not a Bon. <laughs> Definitely not a Bon. Because that would mean it's good. Yeah, just a Jovi. Yep. Uh, a Mal Jovi. It's a Jovi. Which, interestingly enough, is the name of Zoe Deschanel's character in Elf. <laughs> Mal Jovi. <laughs> Um, so right what have we got next what um what, well obviously what? it's the christmas prince three excellent excellent and uh, then we I can am... try and work out the rest of our christmas schedule but yeah i think it's important that we make that happen i am very excited to find out what happens in a christmas prince three me too i hope it gets seriously weird i i'm i want there to be some kind of time travel arc where they get sent to ancient norwich Oh, not ancient Aldovia. No, I want them to go to Norwich and meet the old crone. Yeah, oh, you're obsessed with the old crone. <laughs> so, if I was, if I could be anybody in fantasy medieval England, it would be an old crone witch who has supernatural powers for no goddamn reason. It's the power That's to right. send people forward and back in time. That's a pretty good power to be. Fair. Yeah, it would be great. You could you could send an, a a knight to go and kill Hitler. Yep. And then set off the Red Alert video game series. <laughs> yeah, and, and then eventually just go down that road until you get to Tim Curry shouting about <laughs> space Russians. <laughs> that's what I want. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I want. We can all get behind that. Yeah, uh, make Christmas great again. <laughs> <laughs> send, send, send Soviet Russians into space. Yeah, Christmas has been bad for a long time, we, but we can make it great again. Yeah, just not with this film. Sadly not, no. So I, I hope that um, A Christmas Prince 3 does that. Oh, it's got to. It's got to. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, in that case, all that remains is for us to say thank you. Thanks for listening and for kicking off the festive season with us. We appreciate it. And hope you enjoyed the film. Actually, I don't, oh, I don't know. If you did, there might be something <laughs> wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, let us know what you thought of this movie. And yes. also... If you had time travel powers, what would you do with them? Who would you send oh. backwards and forwards in time to fall in love with someone? Yeah, yeah. What chain of events would you set off? Yeah, who would... If you had to send someone backwards in time or forwards in time to fall in love, who would you set them the task of falling in love with? Mm, that's a good idea. How would you work as an old crone? Yeah, exactly. If you had to send a knight somewhere to fall in love with someone what would you choose i reckon i reckon sending a knight to grunge era seattle to form a grunge band no not to fall in love with eddie vedder <laughs> and yeah to fall in love with eddie vedder that's what you'd have to do yeah yeah that's right it'd fit right in take off the armor put on some baggy baggy t-shirts yeah yeah <laughs> delicious mead <laughs> Filled my tummy with lovely things. <laughs> That's an album I would listen to. <laughs> Pearl Jam's Ten Cups of Mead. <laughs> uh, it would be amazing. I love Christmas. I love Christmas too. Yep. All right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Um, yeah, get in touch with us. Email bigboysdon'tcrypodcast at gmail.com. Twitter at bigboysdon'tpod. Um, yeah, love to hear from you. Hope you're enjoying kicking off the festive season. And we'll be back next week to talk about A Christmas Prince 3, The Royal Baby. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. There ought to be a law with the sheriff on the phone. Lord have mercy, how she